Welcome back to the Morning Kick podcast. This is a replay episode from the live YouTube, Facebook and LinkedIn show produced by Excite Media. We encourage you if you're looking at digital marketing, website design, to contact us via excitemedia.com.au. Now let's revisit one of our earlier programs and join our guest. Well, Kicksters, welcome back to The Morning Kick. And this episode on Thursday is going to be all about finance. Now, during COVID-19, there could have been a lot of reasons why a business might need to look at their finance situation. It might be because of short-term finance requirements, because of getting through some of the, the drop in income that we expect to come back. Maybe your business has been really facing some tough decisions, and that's another reason. But also, there are businesses that are looking at scaling and taking the most of some of the opportunities afforded by what's been happening during COVID. So that's another reason that a business might have to look at financing. Now, one thing's for sure, there are many business owners who don't do financing every day of the week, and you sometimes wonder, what do I do next? Who do I go to? Well, this morning, I'm pleased to be able to bring to the morning kick David Satantio, and David's with a firm called 12 Grains out of Sydney. And David, welcome to the morning kick. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much, Andrew, for having me. Very excited to be here. How are you? I'm doing well. Up and bright. It's a little bit cold in Brisbane. We've noticed that winter drop. Can't wait for us to come through that as much as we can't wait to come through COVID. David, yes, you've got a lot of expertise in business, um, project management. But tell us about the, the beginnings of 12 Grains. Where has it come from? What was the history of your business? Thank you. Um, I wouldn't say I've got a lot of expertise in the area. I'm still learning myself, but um, 12 Grands Capital, um, 12 Grands Holdings itself, we started off as a holding company for hospitality projects. So um, we we do ventures in um, all across Australia. Um, that's how I got started. And then I worked with um, Aussie Home Loans for a number of years. And then I decided to um, launch my own brokerage firm late last year. That's Just fantastic. to expand on so, the offering to commercial and business finance as well, um, focusing on SME predominantly. Early days, but exciting opportunities. And uh, you would have Very learned exciting. a lot in the Aussie Home Loans as far as the whole retail and mortgage broking set, and probably dealt with small business owners as well as people in the home loan market. David, um, why did you get into finance? What what was the interest there? Um, the very first reason I got into finance was because um, I wanted to got into I wanted to get into um, property markets, and I thought to myself, what better way to get into property market um, from either than um, from the finance bit? So, so learning about the, the property finance and stuff, yeah. Uh, looking at some of the, the businesses that you're dealing with, I see on your website, we're going to go to the 12 Grains website shortly and have a look yep. uh, that you can deal with a variety of financing situations. But specifically today, I wanted to spend some time talking about small business. Um, have you yep. seen a, a bit of a, an upsurge in inquiry with different reasons that people are looking at financing for their business? And query is always, um, it's always steady, into, um, especially with um, small businesses, because um, that cash flow is always the, um, the number one issue all the businesses yeah. uh, have. 
um, and that's where we really come in. Um, the challenges are with the small businesses as well, especially in the early days uh, where they're turning over one to three million dollar per annum, for example, and they want to make the leap to five to six million dollars. Um, they're finding it really hard to, to make that leap because take cafe business, for example, that's two to three coffee shops um, and the owners are stretching themselves thin because they need to jump in between the shops um, and you know, working behind a bar, managing the team um, because they can't afford to pay um, cafe managers for each and every shop. Um, they can't afford to pay bookkeepers or virtual CFO or a financial controller. Um, and that's when they're stuck and because they're, they're, working, they're working themselves to the ground um, and even on their day off, um, they still have to, have to do all the admin stuff. Um, in the end of the day, they, they thought, okay, it's too much. I'm just going to sell the business, which is a shame um, because from yeah. what I've seen, um, when they make the leap to five to $6 million mark, for example, uh, the snowball starts to roll very, very big and they can you know, take, a, take a back seat um, and grow the company from there. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic doing that transition from being the person very, who does everything yeah. in that small business carrying the DNA, carrying the passion for it, but how do you scale yourself as well as scale the finances? Now, we'll have a very quick look at your website, um, David. So if we bring that in here, if people want to have a look at 12grainscapital.com, uh, you'll get all the contact details to be able to deal with David. And you'll see as you scroll through the website that David's got some great testimonials here but also you'll see the wide variety of work that he can assist with commercial property finance, small to medium business, home loans, personal and asset finance. We'll come back to some of those things in a moment. David, I was going to ask you in terms of how um, a business owner makes that transition, they need to talk to advisors. Um, what part do you play and what part does the accountant play in deciding what finance might be required? So we work really closely with accountants, with um, financial planners. Um, what I would suggest to do is sit down with your accountant, um, plan it properly. You, you want to plan your businesses um, in three years and five years and even 10 years. Um, you want to come up with a 10 year strategy because you want to structure it right from the beginning, how you want to structure your company, um, get the trust structure properly. Um, and then we want to create a cash flow model um, once you do that, you, you are now in the position to um, leverage based on your, um, your turnover to, to get financing to grow to the next phase. Because what a lot of people do um, is they are more reactive in, in, um, as opposed to pro, uh, proactive. They only come to see me whenever they need a loan. They go, oh, I'm out of money now. Um, I, need to, I, need, I need the bank to help me. What banks do um, is... A lot of people say to me, uh, banks are the kind of person who sell you the uh, sell you an umbrella when whenever it's um, sunny, and then take the umbrella back when it's, whenever it's raining. That's some kind of truth like to it. But, <laughs> yes, um, but you really need to need to plan ahead. That's um, that's my advice. And I guess for small business owners, many of them have never trip, trod this path before. They don't know when yeah. they need finance. And sometimes, I guess, sometimes we push it too far. And then suddenly, as you say, we become reactive. We're trying to solve the problem in That's too right. short a timeline. Um, how early can we start these conversations? Uh, it's are never you able to talk to people yeah, advised? Absolutely. I always say it's never too early to speak with a broker, even when you're just planning to open up your own business, even though we, we can't help at the, um, at the early days, we can still sit down and plan ahead. I'm happy to do that uh, free of charge. 
um, and that way we get you into a proper foundation, a proper structure to be able to scale your business in the in the later days. And there was an interesting aspect that you brought up that small business owners may not realise. Uh, they get into that first cafe, for instance, and they basically may be leveraged against their home to be able to get into a franchise or to buy equipment, etc. That's right. But you mentioned about leveraging against turnover. How does that work? Yes. Yeah, so um, back in the days, the traditional way, um, every time you want to get a loan for your business, for example, you need to uh, you need to tap into your home loan or tap into your the equity of your home to be able to be able to borrow money. But nowadays, there's so many um, so many lenders out there, so many neobanks, fintechs that are lending just against your turnover. Um, take myself, for example, when I started my own cafe, um, I didn't know any of that. I didn't know any any um, um, any options are available to me. Um, had I known that before, I knew how to grow my business um, better and properly. Um, a lot of um, a lot of lenders they will take your turnover, they will take your monthly turnover times it 1.5, and that's how much you can borrow, basically. Let's talk about the kind of questions that I should be asking. Okay. Maybe I know somebody like yourself, so I come to David Sustentio and I want to have a talk about uh, what I can borrow and whether I should work with you and, and what lenders you have available. What are some of the good yeah, questions I should be asking a lender? So whenever you go see a broker, um, uh, if you want to get a business loan, there, there are varieties of business loan you can get. Uh, loans for the assets that you want to buy. You want to buy equipment. Um, we have leasing. Uh, we have um, buy, sorry, uh, rent to buy sort of um, arrangements as well. Um, there is also uh, a non-secured, unsecured business loan. Um, so there's a variety of businesses. We need to sit down properly first to see what you want to do, what you want to buy, what do you want to use the money for, um, so we can structure it properly understand that interest rates have been going all over the place at the moment. It seems that the Absolutely. home loan area, they're dropping. Is that the case across yes. the board in terms of business loans and other types of lending? Not really. It's case by case. Um, the the appetite is still very strong at the moment, but in saying that the, the confidence in the market is a little bit low because um, because of the lockdown, a lot of businesses are closing their doors or you know temporarily uh, temporarily closed, um, and they don't have any turnover at the moment. So it's hard to gauge what their their real turnover is. But um, in saying that, a lot of um, a lot of lenders are having a look at your uh, your the average of the yearly turnover, and we use that as servicing, which is which makes more sense when it comes to um, when it comes to lending in this climate. So, so what's your feeling on how somebody approaches things in this climate, David? Is is it a case of just working with somebody who um, understands your long-term goals and can also look at your long-term history? Um, could you shop Ideally, around? Ideally, yes. What's the best way? Shop around is always a good idea to get a second opinion, but um, the best way is you sit down with your financial planner, your financial uh, your financial advisor from the early days to, to plan ahead, um, and you sit down with your finance broker as well to go, to, to be able to say, look, um, this is what I'm planning to do. What do I need to hit? What sort of target do I need to hit? And what sort of numbers do I need to present to the bank to be able to um, to grow to this level? Now, David, when I look at your website, I'm astounded at how many lenders there are that I've never heard the name of. And I guess a lot of people <laughs> coming into this are so familiar with the, the big retail banks. They know Commonwealth, Westpac, ANZ, 
but who are all these other people? So how do we have confidence that we're getting a loan from a reputable firm? There are neobanks and um, some of them are neobanks, some of them are non-bank non lenders. They are all trustworthy. Um, do your research, um, have a look at their um, financial license as well. Um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say have a look at their reviews because all the reviews of all the banks really um, on, on, um, on, the, on, you know, um, on the internet are pretty low because the, the market's confidence against the banks are pretty low. But anyways, um, the good thing about talking with a broker is customer service, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. So the good thing about the about engaging with a broker is you engage with the brokers instead instead of the banks themselves. So you get the service from the broker, and we know exactly how the banks operate and how uh, how strong they are in terms of the market as well, um, in the market as well. Um, so that way you have more confidence moving forward. Um, you've kind of got into business and you're at a young age and that's a compliment by the way and we're Thank talking you. about how sometimes we've been banking maybe with a retail bank since we were at school into our first business idea and we think surely the retail bank can help me I've been banking with them for 12 years or 15 years is that the case is it that um, a retail bank should reward us for that loyalty or is it yes pretty much no. even playing field when you enter the market it is. It is even playing field. Um, it's. It's all about how you present, how you present your deal to the banks, to the lenders, and because um, each lender they have their own appetite when it comes to, say, for example, um, ANZ would prefer um, medical professionals, for example, uh, and the other banks might uh, prefer certain areas or certain um, sector of um, industries. So, the. The good thing about going to a broker as well with um, with the massive panel of lenders is because we understand appetite of each and uh, each individual lenders, uh, you have you would have more chance of getting your deal through. Love to hear this. Can you think of two or three key things that a business owner should actually be thinking about now to put that ideal presentation together? Maybe some takeaways that I could put in place at this point. Um, Get your finances sorted. That's the first thing. Um, beautify your, um, yeah, beautify your um, your bank statement as well. Um, and also the whatever you purchase needs to be purchased with a with a purpose. You don't just take out a loan and then you want to. So, for example, if you're if you're a sole trader um, and you want to purchase a Mercedes GLC 200 or whatever under a company name, the bank's going to ask some questions. Uh, particularly if it's to somehow improve the image of your cafe. Yes, <laughs> you can say that, but the banks wouldn't think so. <laughs> I like your thinking. Yeah, I think that let the coffee beans do the work, forget the Mercedes for the moment. Absolutely. David, really appreciate having you on. I want to go back to your website so that people have a sense of where they can actually go to find out more about 12 Grains Capital. Can you give us a little bit of background to the name 12 Grains Capital Partners? How did that come together? So 12 comes from the um, from 12 disciples. I was born and raised Catholic, hence my name, David. Um, and grains come from um, something to do with the coffee and crops because that's um, the, the industry that, um, that really uh, brought me up, the hospitality industry. 
Well, coffee, you've got my vote. I think the grain has also <laughs> talked about a good business principle if you've got to sow seeds, yes. if you want to reap a harvest somewhere along the line. So what a great name. And if you go Thank to you. David's website, you'll find not only information about the services that he provides in different forms of finance brokering, uh, but also some calculators that may help you along the journey. But don't just stop at the calculator. Make sure that you book a call with David to find out more about what he can do for you. And there's a little bit of background in terms of where 12 grains has come from. So have a look through 12grains.capital.com. Uh, Nearly missed that word out. Apologies, David. And you'll be able to find <laughs> out more. And uh, you're, you're free for um, appointments and consultations at the moment, David, or pretty busy? Yes, I am. There's always time for new customers, right? That's what I like to hear. Fantastic. Well, it's been great having you on the morning kick. Thanks very much for your time. Look forward to being Thank able you to very catch much, up Andy. in a moment. You might become our regular finance reporter. We'll just have to see how that goes. I would love to be. Thank you. Well, it's good to be able to get some insight from a professional in terms of financing, because as I said earlier, a lot of people in small business, there are certain things that you've never done before, uh, whether it's your finance, your marketing, maybe it's the legal side of things. And next week, we've got Blake Knowles, who's an expert in IP and trademarking. Looking forward to getting Blake's insights on the things that a small business should look for in terms of trademarking your brand, or maybe there are other things within your business that are intellectual property. Let's make sure that they're taken care of as well. Look forward to uh, talking to you next week, Tuesday, on The Morning Kick.